You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Making waves. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Al McManus from Ask4 Entertainment. Welcoming you back to the podcast Making Waves. We hope everybody had a great holiday and is gearing up for the next holiday and gearing up most importantly for the most important holiday of the year. That being Shiprock 2022. Don't forget to go out and get your cabin. Uh, it'll be a nice stocking stuffer for your family and friends. And uh, we can't wait to see y'all. We are putting the final preparations on what's amounting to be our best cruise yet. And one that's well-deserved for sure. So everybody uh, head on over to shiprock.com and get your cabin booked today before the ship does sail away. Enjoy the episode. And I look forward to seeing you all on the ship. Welcome back, everyone, to Making Ways, the Ship Rock Podcast. This is episode 67. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. As you know, guys, we are part of the Sound Talent Media family and one of the fastest growing rock podcasts in the world. Thank you for joining us again. We've been on a little bit of a holiday hiatus. So thank you for, uh, for coming back and, and checking us out. Uh, always myself, I'm Justin, with my co-host here, Chad. Say hi, Chad. Oh, uh, Hello. And our guest tonight is a, this is going to be your third time on, on Shiprocked. Uh, please, everyone, please welcome Madam Mayhem. Madam, Hello. thank you, thank you, thank you for coming in and, uh, and, and being a part of the, uh, well, our podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, listen, before I start with you, I want to make sure anyone that's watching this, guys, make sure and check us out. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends because we want to get this community to keep growing. It's been great. Um, well, congratulations. Your new single, I Am More. Let's go ahead and just get to it. I Am More is now a billboard. It's a legitimate hit. And it's Thank taken you. off everywhere. And, you know, much success. And congratulations on that. Um, tell us yeah. about the song. I mean, we watched the video. We we know it's really about empowering people, male, female. And yeah. uh, that seems to be a real thing right now is, is, is people getting back to kind of like taking, taking, uh, what where what word am I taking look for? I'm taking um oh what Agency? is it? You take, you take you take God, I, I can't believe I've gone I was been how long is it? Three weeks now? <laughs> take taking shots. stock in ourselves, oh, taking okay. stock in <laughs> oneself. Yeah. So uh how did how did the song come to be? How did it get together and tell us about the writing process in the song? Because it's you know, it's a it's a big song for you right now. Yeah, um, I'm really happy with how everyone is responding to it. It's really, it's a really exciting time. So thanks to everyone who's been requesting it and listening to it and rocking out to it. Um, I wrote this song with Keith Wallen from Breaking Benjamin, um, actually, mm. who is also an amazing solo artist by himself. And um, we we wrote a bunch of songs together over the past couple of years, uh, if I was ever passing through, whether it was on tour or whatever it was. And this song, um, even, you know, 
a lot of people say a lot of my music is it's it's very much about self-empowerment but everyone's like what are you so mad at and it's like it's you know but this one actually sure. comes at uh like from a place of the opposite of that i was i was happy when we wrote it i was empowered when i wrote it um because i had actually just gotten off the plane uh, i had just finished uh performing with seven dust at the machine shop and then i flew to Tennessee and I met up with Keith and I was just, I was on this high. I had not slept. And I was just like, I want to write about, you know, how we are all stronger than we know. And, you know, cause, cause being in this industry as much as I love it and I would never change it. This is all I ever wanted to do. You know, sometimes it's hard. People want you to be a certain way or make sure you write about this or sing about this, or, you know, you're your chick. So you got to look like this. And, and there's all these different things, or they, they see a picture of you and they assume you sound like this or you sound like everyone else. And so I really just wanted to write this thing. Like, no, like I'm doing this, um, you know, uh, I am more than just whatever you see. And I, and I just want everyone out there to feel that same way because we really are all stronger than we know. And it's really important because sometimes we forget that, you know, when you're going through stuff, no matter what it, what it is. Um, and so I just, I wanted it to be a reminder for everyone. I, I think it's really refreshing in the sense that it does apply to everyone. It, it doesn't matter who you are, what your sex is, whatever your thought system is. Um, because it's easy. Like you said, the industry does kind of play. You're a woman, you're a man. This is how the business runs. I'm like, absolutely not. I said, it's like empowerment's about everyone. Right. So, and that's what we're trying to do is that when we talk to female musicians, we're talking to a musician. I don't give a shit what sex you are. We're talking to a musician because the process is the same regardless of what your sex is. Yeah. Right. The pressures within the industry from people who aren't on the, I don't think the creative side so much that usually the administrative side, they kind of try to, market you in a certain sense because we have to grab this niche right. but I, I, I we like chad especially likes to we like to talk to musicians about musicianship and that, again doesn't matter male female so again kudos to you on this song and applying it to everyone because there are a lot of men out there that are looking for they're looking for that message in their life they're not finding it and maybe they'll find it it's really important i think and i, I don't it doesn't matter who you are or, you know or what your sex is or you know it, it really doesn't matter and and i've always said that too like i'm i'm a musician i'm a singer you know yeah. you, like i've never heard an interview question be like to a, to a dude like how is it being in this industry and being a dude you know what i mean it's like uh yeah. you know so. Yes, that's the water is wet question. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, yeah. If I can, if I can kind of make a mention, I think it's important. What everything that you guys just mentioned in your your description of your piece of art is is probably the most important thing that we could take away from creating in today's day and age is uh, that we are more than this one example of what you're seeing. And I think it's important that females in this period, period of time are explaining, it, mansplaining it, if you will, to us dudes so that we have a, so, I mean, it's important for us to, you know, if we, people will say like, I, I, I understand. It's like, no, you don't, you're not a female, you know, like you have to, you have to listen. And the more people who are putting out the message that you're, you're, you're speaking of, the more people will actually start to listen and start to not ask questions. Like, what's it like to be a woman? And you know, like it's such a fucking right. asinine question. It's like, what's it like to be on the road? You know, right. like uh, we all, you know, the only reason why you're asking that question is because jerk offs have made it 
difficult for, for females for years and years and years to do so. So I'm happy to see the, uh, the fifth wall being broken down by artists yeah. like yourself and awesome. making us ask those questions. So thank you. Can I, can I, can I, I need to thank nerd you. out for a second. Um, you've worked several times now in your life with one of the best bassists in the world, Billy. He's Sheenan. on this track. By the way. Yes. I, I don't know I, why I, I didn't I, say that first. What, no, Hey, listen, we, <laughs> we, we're going to get to it. We have an hour with you. Uh, how did that relationship come to be? Because the guy, I mean, he's iconic. He is also like maybe one of the greatest humans of all time. Um, he is yeah. my mentor and he, he, he and his wife are like big brother and sister to me. Um, I love so them. It's so it's a personal thing. It's it's not just. We are, well, well, we met in a professional setting and then I started sure. working with him and we got along so well. And basically um, I was out in LA and he was out in LA at the time and with, you know, living out there now he, he's since mm. relocated, but, um, I basically had finished my first full length album and, um, I was kind of in this weird place where I wasn't really sure, like I knew I wanted to do this and I was like dealing with some iffy people in between. And I just was really uncomfortable. And I was like, I have so many things I want to say and I need the right outlet to say it, you know? And he was like, you know, I met him at this event and he heard me sing and we played together. We did, it was like one of these jam events and he mm -hmm. luckily, thankfully liked what he heard when I sang. And so, um, he was like, let's write together. Let me, let me produce, you know, your next album. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes, please. Um, so we worked together. I was writing, he had a studio in his basement. I was basically like practically living there, you know, going there every day. And, and from that professional relationship and from how honest we got, you know, in, in the songwriting process, you know, we just became family from, from there on out. So I'm very thankful to him. Uh, well, awesome. you answered my question because I was going to say, what's it like working with someone in that sense? I mean, as you as an artist, and I wouldn't say you're a new artist, but still very, you know, you're still evolving. Yes. Uh, working with someone like this, who's like, <laughs> this guy is like, you know, he's in the cement as far as like who he is as a player, but it seems like he kind of came to you. It's really great because he, I mean, he has a signature, as you know, signature sound, mm -hmm. like he is Billy yeah. Sheehan, like, e like yeah. even like my bass player, Percy, in my band, who I love dearly and is amazing, like, uh, because Billy sometimes will do these guest spots and, and play uh, on some of my tracks, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I was like, you do your own thing live, you know, like Billy is Billy. But what, mm -hmm. what's really great is he, he was so great because he, he made it about what I wanted to say. And, you know, obviously lended his talents to it sure. and, and his advice, but he, you know, he was like, this is your music. This is what you want to do and we'll create it together. And that was so nurturing to me. And it was something I wasn't really used to, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Growing up in the musical theater world, which is where I started, you know, you, you take direction and you do what you're told. And so to be able to have this extra outlet of like, oh, I, I can, I can do this. <laughs> like I get to dictate what I sing and what I write about. Um, was a huge awakening for me. And for these past years later, that's all I've been doing from then on. Yeah. You started your musical training in at the Manhattan school of, uh, of music, correct? That's where yeah. you started kind of like mm -hmm. getting, getting into the gritty of it. Yeah. I started actually uh, Broadway and off Broadway as like a kid actor. And then like in terms of training, like really training, I was, I was at Manhattan school of music. Yeah. And then after that it was frost, right? Uh, frost school of music and at the U yeah. How, how, how was that? And how do you, do you take any of those 
Have you walked away from those situations uh, with any of the knowledge that you've learned or you know applied uh, at that period of time and using it currently right now? Yes. Um, I if you asked me then, I would have been like, no, I'm not going to use this. This is a waste of time <laughs> because at the time I was studying, you know, I, I knew I wanted to sing. I knew I wanted to perform. I knew I wanted to create music. And so being a New York kid, uh, the first thing your parents do is throw you in like musical theater because you're in New York, you know, Broadway and everything. And so, but I was always listening to rock and metal and, and I was like, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, but I'll be honest, now I really do apply, you know, whether it's the music theory skills, whether it's the vocal training. I mean, I'll still, uh, you know, meet with a vocal coach, uh, you know, once a month when I'm not on the road um, in person or, you know, whatever it is, because it is an instrument and it is a muscle and you have to treat it with respect. Like, you know, if you go to the gym, you got you to gotta take care of your voice. And so I definitely got a lot of training in that way. And I think the reason I can keep my voice on all the time as well as I can is because of that training. And I think collaborating, being able to collaborate, which is my favorite thing to do. Like I love co-writing. I love working with other people. I love jamming with other people, which is why I love so, so much. Um, it's, I think I learned all of that from, from being at school and, and it really did help. That's awesome. Can, to hear. can, can I ask you, there always seems to be this metal seems to be a place where people who are classically trained go. Like yeah. When they go into like popular music, they very rarely, I mean, there's some kind of entry into pop. They may go into obviously into jazz because it lends itself to kind of like that, the theory and, and the study of, of music in that sense. But metal seems to be a landing spot for a lot of people who have classical training. Do you, do you happen to know, have an, a theory in that yourself and why that happens? Well, if you, if you research, I don't, I don't know the exact theory, but if you research like, or if you really dive into a lot of metal music, it has a lot of classical, like it's all classical elements, the theory behind it sure. and everything. And I think it's like sure. a similar mind, um, similar mind in analyzing it and, and creating it. So I think that that has to be, that has to be why, because there's such skill needed. It's not, yeah. you know, I, I never want to rag on any other genre or anything. Cause I think now genres aren't really, they're not like this anymore, you know, they're being broken like as artists, they're being, which, which I love blending into one another. Right? Yes. But I, I would say that metal and rock and things where you're using, you know, your real musicians, it requires some skill there. And, and so um, with classical that also same thing, you know, you're using your instrument, you know how to use it and you're messing mm -hmm. with it and you're playing. So I, I really think that maybe that's the correlation, but I don't yeah, know. I, uh, oh, you always hear about Wagner and his like tritone sound being the, the emphasis on why heavy metal kind of like it kind of generated from that, the, the deep basses and things like that. But I was just curious more on like the musical theater side where like the void, the vocal, uh, you know, yeah. you have people like Angela Gastow who sings for, or used to sing for Arch Enemy doing that kind of thing. And then now you, obviously it's just this kind of thing is, wow, they always send like kind of go into metal. And I, I understand it because there's lots of theatrics in metal. There's lots yes. of nuances. There's highs, there's lows, there's clean, there's guttural. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense, but I was just curious just coming from someone who actually. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it. I always knew I was going to do rocker, rocker metal anyway. And then mm -hmm. I just kind of, but I wanted to perfect my voice. And so then I went sure. that route. So yeah. I just always knew it was going to flip, yeah. but yeah, I'm not sure. Why did you not follow the, since you started out as a child actor, why did you not follow that kind of path? Was it just something you kind of did to appease your parents? No, because I'll, I'll be honest, okay. they didn't want me to do this. <laughs> They're very supportive. I'll, I'm very appreciative. My family's super supportive. Um, okay. But they, this was not something they wanted for me, for sure. Um, but 
you know, they didn't want their daughter to be a metal singer. No, I don't I'm know why. I weird, right? Shocked. So weird. Absolutely shocked. So weird. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I don't really know. It's just, um, I, I mean, I definitely still have love and respect for for the theater and musical theater. And I think if there was ever an opportunity to go back to some capacity for a short time, I, I would definitely do it. Um, but I just always wanted to be able to create my own music and really reach other people that were struggling or felt like outcasts, like, like I have. And sometimes I really still do. And, and I just wanted to do that. I wanted to, you know, not really play a character, even though I know I go by Madam Mayhem, but you know, it's, it's, it's still me, you know, I don't like put on an, you know, there, there's a different stage act, but when, when I'm talking to a fan or whatever, it's still me. And it's, it's really important that, people feel like they can connect and and that's what I need. And so when there's that like wall there in the performance aspect of like musical theater, you know, you can't really go and reach the people like, you know, really feel what, what they're going through as much. Well, if they ever do a new, new, new interpretation of Jesus Christ Superstar, you could be there. I'll do it. Lending your voice to the more <laughs> metallic Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, you were, we were talking about collaboration and I'm sorry, Carl got a little out of control here. I'm, I'm, I'm having a neighbor move, moving in right now. So it's barking. So I apologize. Uh, but speaking of collaboration, you've had a long list of, of folks that you've spent time either co-writing or producing music with alongside of, uh, you know, from Ray from Corn Bumblefoot, you got Russ, satchel uh steel (laughs) panther uh you know like i mean mark hudson like who who, some of these people are uh you know quite prolific Uh, what has been your i'm probably probably shouldn't ask you to say this but maybe you could find a way to say it that isn't so uh uh, you know singling out here but what is your favorite yeah what's your what's been your favorite experience when it comes to to creating co-writing not just playing, but co-writing um, music with another person outside of what would be the nucleus of your band. Right. Well, I think the coolest thing is with with a bunch of the guys that I've, and they have been primarily guys now that I think about it. We got to get some chicks in there. <laughs> but um, it's, the coolest part is, is when you feel the most comfortable and you can really just say the dumbest thing ever in the, in the yes. studio or like yeah. have like the, like the silliest musical idea and not be afraid to share that because the other person might give you a look, but they're not going to judge you. And they're just going to keep creating with you because, you know, you can write all you want by yourself, but uh, you know, when you're in that rut or like someone else could have an idea that just really makes that song and elevates it like that, that much more. And it's, it's just really cool. It, in terms of, I, I definitely won't single people out, but I will say that that experience with, with Billy Sheehan. And then from there, I started working with Corey Lowry and from there it was, um, you know, Keith and Brian Bowden and, and all the, like when I, when I started working with Billy and moved my way, I really felt uh, very comfortable, you know, doing things in the studio that might've seemed weird or might've, you know, and it really led itself to, to the music. And, and I think the music came out amazing because of it. Yeah. I, I can I can agree wholeheartedly. Did I answer that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, any answer would have been right, but I can agree wholeheartedly with like a, there's a certain something that makes everything else feel uh, insignificant when you're in a room with people that you feel comfortable with. You can be yourself 
and explore without feeling that you're, uh, you're one you're, thing I wanted to add in here is you mentioned you, you need to bring like some, that. some chicks into your writing components here, but quite honestly, all the people you just mentioned, they were going, you know what? I need to write with a woman and you seem to be a go-to for a lot of these guys. So good on you. Thank you. Yes. I try yeah, very those hard. Those are all top-notch <laughs> guys. They're great players. And you know, and it's like, you know, Keith, Brake, and Ben, those guys fall out of the car and they write a hit song. It's just, that's how it's it, ridiculous. You know, they, they are they amazing. <laughs> They got it down. They found, they found, they got the zeitgeist into people's, you know, minds for, for writing great songs. Um, so what's going on with you in the road? What's happening? What are you, what are you doing? Obviously you're going to be with us in January. What do you got? Go, you got anything going for December? Did you just get done playing a lot of shows? I know all you just mentioned some stuff with seven dust. And one person that you did tour with, yeah. I want to ask you about here shortly. I'm not going to say it yet. But just, okay. Uh, well, no, that Seven Dust thing was before the pandemic. I mean. Oh, was um, it that long ago? Oh, my God. Yeah. Long? So. Have so you road work in 2021? We have not hit the road in 2021. I have been stuck in my home. <laughs> Are you bouncing off the walls? <laughs> I am, but luckily they're padded now. So <laughs> it's God. fine. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've just been working and writing a lot. Um and, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be back on the road in 2022 is, is the goal. I mean, right before the pandemic hit, we had just gotten off the road um, and we were working on a bunch of songs that would hopefully turn into a full length album because that's my favorite thing to do in the world. As much as I've been releasing all these singles lately, it's because this happened and, you know, I didn't want to wait another, what, two years before I could release something and we did have a bunch of songs that were finished including I am more and I was like this song is so important to me I just really want to get it out there for the world to hear um and we'll worry about the, the album later and so that's what we've been doing so you know goal plans now are to you know finish that <laughs> that body of work uh you know new album uh complete that and uh get our butts out on the road as soon as possible because we're all losing it as much as I love the studio and writing uh performing live is my favorite thing to do in the whole world the stage has always been my home since i was like two so um i gotta you think get, when you I get back get on it you're gonna get a little bit of sea legs or you're gonna practice beforehand a few weeks of practice beforehand oh no yeah i think i think i'll be good i think i'll be okay able. all right hey so one person you, i'm sorry chad uh, no i was gonna say me. it's funny that you that like because we all think that uh, you know I, i'd be fearful i mean wilson's done but like if somebody was like you got to go on tour right now uh, i'd be like even with all of the practice with all of that time the your footing it's still going to take a moment i'm trying to scare anybody but like the idea of it, you're like i got this we've been practicing all week and then all of a sudden the stage is just a little slippier slippery slipperier slipper you get what i'm saying slippier slip Slipperier. Slipperier. Yeah. Then uh, your practice space, right? And your right. whole stancing is done. Now you're concentrating on your inner thigh what, muscles. What just, what no just happened? Reason. What just happened? Like, uh, Slippier. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely like have to, you know, get that stamina back from running around. Cause when I tend to perform, I'm like running around the stage like a lunatic. Sure. I do a lot of high knees, like a lot yeah. of high knees. If you ask yeah. me to do a bunch of high knees right now, not sure how many do them, do. please. I don't, yeah. I don't know how successful we have to save that for the very end though, because if I fail, like, and I'm out of breath, then we're done. So we got to wait till the so, end of the hey, I got a question for both of you. And this is about performing in artists attire. Remember uh -huh. back in the heyday, like, uh, like, like leopard and even maiden, like during that 82 to 85 stress, they always wore like white dance shoes, right? Remember those? They were yeah. like white. Yeah. Sure. Why don't bands wear those anymore? They seem like the most practical thing. What are you? 
Uh, what kind of should we should we get them and bring them? Yeah, I think so. That, that was an image. I think to understand like, like, yeah, like ballet slippers or like yeah. no, 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 no. Look up, look up like Def Leppard eighty three, uh, and then get back to me, Chad. I'll ask. We'll talk about. I want to talk okay. about your you. So you Excuse want to with, <laughs> I want to talk about you. So you did some road work with Adoro. Yes. Who's like a big? I'm a massive fan, and it's so funny talking to you, and then knowing that you grew earlier because I was like. You're kind of like this younger American equivalent of kind. Oh, that's of, amazing! Thank you. That's like such a warlock. Warlock is fucking insane. They're so good, and so. But when she went on her own, it's just kind of made sense. It's like because there's like there's like this generational thing, you know, of like female rockers. She's still like there was that girl school, and then Doro, and then it's kind of moved down from there. Like you know, the people are like filling these 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 roles, but she's still killing it. You know, she can go to Vakken and Headline and all this other oh my great gosh, stuff. Yeah. How was that? I got to hear any cool stories from a tour just for me, just to be, I need a nerd now, right? Of now. course. Um, I will tell you, it was an amazing experience. Um, she is such a genuine person and very authentic. And I think what I really took away from that tour and I, and I always say it is, you know, besides the fact that it was really cool, I got to watch it every night um, was that she was so great with her fans and she meant it and that because that's how I feel too. And I think just watch I, I watched her a lot, you know, I just, I really wanted to see, you know, how, how she did things. And even when she was off stage, you know, a fan would run up and like, you know, maybe security be like, no, it's not tight. She was like, Nope, let me talk to them. You know, like the bus, we wouldn't leave for a really long time because she just wanted to take the time with her fans. And it was, it was amazing to see because, you know, once you get to a certain level, I feel like, maybe some artists don't do that anymore. I don't know if that's true. Some do, some don't, but she really loves her fans and genuinely cares for them. And so it makes that show experience and the performance all that much better because you know, all the things she's saying and like to reach out and rock out, like, she she means it. She's like she she's like two people, and and she's like Lemmy is the fact that she's a lifer. That's all she knows that she's gonna do it until they put the fucking put a pine box in her right. And the second one is like the fan thing sounds like she spent a lot of time with Ronnie James Dio, who's who was always known for being very fan friendly and right. Will, will look you in the eye and talk to you like you're his best friend. Right, and that's. Hey, that's a rewarding your fan for being there and supporting them. But they're, I think they're just generally that way. They came from that school of thought. You know, there, yeah. there were a lot of handlers getting in their way. They made decisions, not someone going, right. Nope. Back up folks. He, he's got to get a steam bath. Right. <laughs> right. Like, no, well, it, no, I'm going to talk. Yeah. I'm going to talk to everybody for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, you know, fans are just fellow rock and metal lovers. And so mm-hmm. I am also one of those people and therefore sure, sure. they are my people. <laughs> you are all. Yeah. So when, when someone comes up to me and wants to, you know, talk to me about rock or this, or I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm in like, cause yeah. I'm the same, same exact way. Well, no, thank you for like, that makes me feel good. I didn't want to hear. Well, that's kind of, I'm not no, she's awesome. anything negative. Okay. Good. No, so, she's cool. wonderful. Right. She's awesome. All right. I love she stays her. I can't, say, then. She's still I can't say enough amazing things about her and her and her band. They're, they're fantastic. Right. Uh, Chad, your research, uh, yield you anything? Yeah. If you go to the chat, I just shared a, a link of an image. Um, I think you're referring to the 1987 look, whatever these white, yes. what are yes. those? No, I don't never see them. They're, they're like much. white, they're like white, like, like dancers wear those on stage. They're like very light, but they're very strong and tactile. You talking about jazz to, shoes? Yes. Yeah. They allow you to move very freely. The thing is with the jazz shoes though. So as someone who has way too many jazz shoes that she should probably throw out. So like no, they're maybe. really soft and they have like a really, they have 
they do have kind of a hard bottom, but like not enough. Like if you're going through like a venue, like your feet are going to get destroyed. So like you, those really need to get put on like right before you get on stage. Exactly. You'll, someone's going to step on your foot in a, in a rock show. So you, you're just going to break your foot. Well, no, like, yeah, but I figure <laughs> if you're on stage, you know, hopefully no one's, unless something you and the Stepping on it, Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, I, I think the best part, best thing to do to not worry about like falling on stage or anything, because, you know, you want to give a performance and not worry about that. And Billy actually mm-hmm. gave this advice, which is funny because some of the shoes you see, he, he used to wear are like massive, but, um, you know, wear shoes that you're comfortable in. Like yes. don't, don't wear yeah. shoes where you're afraid you're going to fall. Cause I used to wear like heels and platforms and, and listen, I could do it and I still can and I can run around, but why think about that? You know, now I just wear my combat boots and I run around and I'm not worried about it. Listen, next time you talk to Billy, I, I need to know the street date for his Roth years book that okay. I know he hasn't written yet, but he needs to write one. Okay. I'll ask him. <laughs> Definitely thought you were going to ask him about, ask her to ask him about those shoes. Because uh, that, <laughs> that, took, that took a solid minute for me to go through Google image and be like, white shoes, shoes, Come a on, tiger. Man. And then I found him. I'm like, those just look like white bands or something. And then, now I now I understand, but she yeah, nailed it. Yeah. If you wear those yeah. and you're not comfortable in those, shame on you because <laughs> yeah, every step yeah. that you make on that stage is going to be like, this sucks, everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, let me do a commercial break here real quick before we go to our live. We're going to be live here in about two minutes. So let me go ahead and just do this real quick if you don't mind. All right, guys. Hey, listen, folks, at this time, we'd like to remind you that not only are you listening to a kick-ass podcast right now, well, we also produce an amazing rock music themed cruise vacation. God, I cannot speak. It's been three weeks called Ship Rocked. And uh, we'll be selling uh, this January, January 20, 2022. Uh, we'll be selling to Costa Maya and Cozumel on our 12th voyage. So sail along with us into Metal Oblivion with Lamb of God, I Prevail, From Ashes to New, Steel Panther, many other, many other bands. And obviously the stowaways were our, our guest tonight is one of them, Madam Mayhem. So you guys can go to uh, www.shiprock.com and still pick up a cabin now, but there's limited availability. So thank you. Um, with that, we'll get right back to it. Thanks guys. So third time, third time on the ship uh, doing the stowaways. Yes. Pretty awesome. And so I heard excited. through the grapevine that at one of these days of the several days that we'll be on the ship, it's going to be somebody's birthday. That's somebody yep. new. Oh yeah. I'll That's be running so awesome. around telling everyone. So what, yeah. what day is it? The 24th, January 24th. Everyone write that down, put it in your phone so that when we're on the See, boat, even though not like we I only ask because mine is two days prior to that. The 22nd, the day we sail out. So, you know, Aquarius, so, so can we do like a, a group birthday, like on the 23rd? That would be the greatest thing of all time, by the way. So maybe we do that. And I will wear tux. I got my absolutely terrible. I'm down. It's probably a back backwards. I love it. (laughs) No, it looks it looks beautiful. Thanks. Yes, let's wait. So no, we have to do a joint. Like there needs to be like an actual birthday celebration for. We need to do joint birthday party. All Aquarians, yes, by all means, please. Hundred percent. Hey guys, we're now live on Facebook. Welcome everyone from Facebook. Say hello to Madam Mayhem, our guest tonight. Hi. And we are talking about her new single. uh, I am is I am more right. Yep. She's good. So I, I am, I just, it's three words for crying out loud. I can get this right. <laughs> yeah. You're more too. About, yeah. We're talking about getting back to the stage and playing again. We're talking about the cruise. And matter of fact, we were in the middle of a discussion about stowaways and someone's birthday, hers, 
Both, uh, there's the two birthdays during the There's cruise. multiple birthdays. We're going to make sure that. And speaking of birthdays, today is the captain's birthday. So, yes, happy birthday. Alan Koenig, you are uh, 40. Alan is 40 today. Again, the hoggiest of hogs out <laughs> there. 4 0. 4 0. So, again, welcome everyone. Thank you. We've been away for a few weeks due to the holidays and other things going on. So, we hope everyone had a good uh, holiday vacation, spent time with your family, ate too much. And now we're going into December which means we're getting closer and closer to Shiprock uh, 2022. So we're totally stoked. So let's continue our conversation where these two were having a conversation about the stowaways. Yeah. So, uh, so this is your third, going to be a third time on the stowaways. And you, we were talking earlier about how collaborating is your favorite thing to do. Yeah. Thus the stowaways. Um, first of all, can you tell us about your, the first time that you uh, came on the ship and how that felt and, and the whole, just, you know, a, a quick couple of sentences about, your feelings upon entering a cruise ship, which you were going to play with strangers for right. the first time ever. Strangers from very notable bands, yes. yeah. some of no which pressure. I, you know, very much looked up to and yeah. uh, was like, no one, I don't know, not many people, especially then knew who I was, um, yeah. except for a select few. And so it's like, who is this girl coming to sing? Um, but it, I got to tell you, it, I was so nervous, but the second, you know, I met everyone, every, the second you get on that, on the boat, like everyone is just so awesome. Like you can't feel weird. You know, you, you, you just feel comfortable instantly, which was really cool. Um, it, it didn't hurt that my brother was there with me as my plus one at the time. He'll, he'll be back. Um, mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> you know, he just makes friends everywhere and he like, didn't even know who some of the people were. And like, he ends up coming back with like friends who are like, you know, you know, we met you and every, and, you know, and just, but being going to like the first, like to rehearsal for the stowaways, I, I, you know, I practiced, I'm very big on, you know, practice preparation. You know, I always like to think I'm on top of my stuff. Um, but I was nervous because, you know, you don't rehearse before that with, with the bands, you just kind of go and you, and you do it and, you know, you hope you don't mess up and you hope you learn the right version. Um, <laughs> and not everyone else went off. Um, and, but luckily everyone is just so cool. Everyone's there to have a good time and, and just to rock out together. And so it, it, it's an amazing feeling an amazing experience. And um, I'm very happy. I get to keep doing it. <laughs> that is a laid back rehearsal. So yeah, no, <laughs> I was I so, but I was like, I was sitting there and I was like quiet and, you know, I was afraid to talk the first time I was like afraid to talk to anyone because, you know, for, from, the background I have, it's like, you get there, you shut up, you, you know, you do your job, you get there early. Cause if you're on time, you're late. I still, even as a rock musician and being on tour all these years, I still kind of can't get over some of those things that I learned as a kid. And so I'm always the first one, like you'll see me there before the doors are open for rehearsal. You'll you know, see me you know standing outside. You're but, that kid who killed the bell curve in the class where you got like a 96, <laughs> everyone got a 68 and you just screwed false. the pooch or everyone else. False. Just, See, but that, see, I wasn't, Jesus. though. I was just on time. <laughs> I was on time. Doesn't mean I was good at it, you know? That's, the, that's, that's but, a terrible trait. That's a but, terrible trait in this business. Uh, oof. But yeah, so yeah, you I- You start doing you know, that too many just, times and people are going to expect too much from you. I mean, yeah. we got, you know, like, I was just like really quiet, wanted to just do the best. And so it took me a couple of days the first for, for shit, like my brother, again, like my brother was running around making friends and I was just like, I just wanted to like, okay, I need to nail the song. I need to make sure I do this right. I don't want to piss anyone off. Like I'm also a very, which I sing about a lot. I have a lot of anxiety. And so I never want to bother anyone. I never want to, you know, and so 
a lot of the stuff I talk about is, you know, breaking out of that and being who you are. But of course, when I'm in a professional, as fun as it is for me, the first time was very professional. And so I was like, I don't want to mess up. I want to make a good impression. And then by the second time, I was like, this whole point is to have fun. And I think it was actually better for me and for everyone around me the second time I got in the boat, you know, and I felt, you know, like, but, but the second you get on there, you're just so comfortable. It's, it's hard to. Well, think about everyone it. expects the blemishes because a, you're usually performing material that is pretty much part of people's like, you know, their oral history, you know, whatever. They probably have that record 20 times over. Like, Hey, we have to do a Van Halen song. Holy shit. Everyone knows that song. And you're like, they don't expect anything to replicate it, which is so great. And just, if you know, Hey, I forgot that line. Everyone want to sing it with me. That's such a great moment for everyone. It sounds like crazy. Like, cause you're trying to be pro, but you're also realizing like, Hey, we're winging it, man. We're just having a good time. We're in the middle of the fucking ocean for crying out loud. You know? <laughs> and it, it is the most fun. I must say mm-hmm. it is the most yeah. fun. If you could go back and tell yourself anything, uh, you know, if you've done that a few times going in, if, if this year was your first time, Mm-hmm. Oh, but you had in another life done this two other yeah. times. What would you say? What would you tell? What advice would you give yourself? Just go in there and have fun and, you know, say hi to as many people as possible. Don't worry about yeah. it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just, just hang out and enjoy it and don't, don't stress out so much. Like, you know, cause once I got up on that stage, I was fine <laughs> and everything was fine. And yeah. because again, that's where I'm the most comfortable. It's everything leading up to the stage where I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I would just say, have fun. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And, uh, yeah. So if anyone sees me on there, just please come say hi. Or if I just come randomly say hi to you and you don't know who I am, just expect it. Just, I, because that's what I'm gonna I, do. <laughs> I pictured you just just uh, say hello, hi, hi, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm so gonna do that. Are you kidding? Of course hi. I am. Hi. Hey hi, uh, hi. guys out there, uh, everyone watching on Facebook. If you have a question for Madam, please uh, throw it our way, and we'll definitely get to that from her because we still have time and we we want to go over some things with her. But if you have a question, no, that's just hello. Yeah, hi. Everyone's saying hello. I guess it's been a while. Hi. Hi, everyone. But if you have a question, throw it in the thread and we'll, we'll definitely get to that for Madam. I got a question for you. What was the first tour, the first touring experience you had? Well, the first like bus tour tour was, was the Doro tour. Okay. Um, I, I had played many venues, you know, like I played Sunset Trip, I played New York, I played internationally, but it, those are all like more one-offs. But sure. the first real tour uh, was the tour I did with Doro. And then I went out, uh, shortly after that with uh, mushroom head. How was that? I read that and I was, I thought maybe that might be the first one. And, and, uh, I wanted to ask, how did it feel to be on that stage? You know, knowing that there's like eight or nine people going to be coming on and, and scaring the living shit out of people. After- um, <laughs> the, their water drums were on stage while we were uh, like for our setups too. So we were playing behind them. Um, so that was oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, it, but the, honestly, they were, they were really cool, but, um, and we made a lot of friends like product to hate that band was on there too. And like, I love them. And Suma Psycho was on it. Um, but, um, it, it was really cool, but I will say like, it was, you know, it was a different experience because I had just come off of a Doro tour. It, it's, you know, that's yeah. the whole, that's the beauty of rock and metal is that now it's more than ever, like, there's not specific genres, which I love because I hate being put in a box because everyone's like, oh, what type of rock are you? I'm like, I don't know. Listen to it and figure it out, whatever you like, you know? And yeah. so it was kind of cool because it wasn't maybe fans that normally would discover our music, but, you know, we made sure to give enough energy where 
it was okay. But my dad did go to one of the shows with Mushroom Head. Okay. And uh, he's very old school. Uh, he uh, he's seen me perform like all the proper you know shows and stuff. But I think it was maybe one of the first times he had he had seen me like on tour tour. And there was like these, this group of people and he like dressed like button down shirt. Like he didn't know what, what the hell he was doing. And um, the, these people came up to him and was like, what are you doing here, sir? He's like, I don't know. My daughter's on the stage. I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. Like it was uh, my poor dad, but uh, <laughs> it was, uh, but it was cool. I mean, every tour I've done has been a really cool experience and it's been kind of cool that I've gotten to tour with such different types of bands but that they're all in the rock and metal genre obviously but yeah are, are you saying your father didn't go home and get a septum piercing <laughs> he, didn't. He, didn't. Mm-hmm. he didn't do it he didn't no, do it. He just drove home that night threw on the seals and crossed and says now i feel it he was like he was just like do you <laughs> do you need help i was like no i'm fine you so, know hey <laughs> let me ask you so what on your days off on the road what it what is one of your favorite things to do on your days off besides sleep, sleep you know, in, yeah, a hotel, I mean, in a hotel room what, what is one of your favorite activities i should well, say well sometimes we don't really go to the hotel rooms what we'll do is well because we're we've been on bus a few times but we're usually like on a bandwagon and so what we'll no, do is we'll we'll uh we become Planet Fitness members, which is maybe the smartest thing that, and, and I'm telling all the secrets right now. Um, $15 a month, heck yeah. Anywhere in the country, but you pay for the premium, which mm-hmm. is still you know affordable and you can go to any Planet Fitness in the country and you shower there. Cause you know, Ben Wang pretty much in every the- town. That is actually the smartest thing I think we've ever heard an artist say i just gave show. away oh thank you i say sir that is like at least if it's not the smartest it's the best advice so any of you upcoming bands and you're paying attention to this join planet fitness plus you can get it a few pumps may look really good on the stage massage chairs we used to do the massage. same thing. oh my god the massage chairs yeah. i miss yeah. that 24 hours you can show up most <sighs> of the places you can show up. and if you get the black membership like you're talking about not only can you go anywhere but you can bring a guest so if you say you have four members in your band you only need two memberships that is accurate Bam. did you ever go into the mall and like go to those chairs that like like rub your legs and stuff for like a bunch of quarters do you like this is exactly those chairs? no it's the same no but you just do same. that at planet fitness they yeah, have those chairs there too. I thought they were like, included, a, like a mall thing. They have a lay down water bed. Yeah, it's like it's like a whole thing. You have yeah. to go. I mean, I we should be getting. Why well, they have a water right bed? Now. What year is it? We should be doing this podcast at yeah. a fucking Planet we, Fitness. We are currently not sponsored by Planet Fitness, but yeah. uh, Planet Fitness, if you're listening, uh, Madam Mayhem, uh, Shiprock, this podcast, Chad, we we're, we will all. Um, you know, endorse your Yeah, team. we'll show up and do our yeah. podcast remotely at Planet Fitness. You can yeah. get us the hookup. <laughs> With the chair, but you have to be on the you chair. You know what? Yeah. They got to get rid of the, the that color scheme they have, though, is just insanity. Okay. Way to ruin yeah. it for but us. You, but, but you can recognize it, can't you? Yeah. Oh, I know it. Yeah, I know when it's coming. It's like, so yeah, is I it know, so bad? I know when the UPS guy's coming, too, but shit. <laughs> so, That's funny. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So going to Planet Fitness and showering is your day off thing. It's really important. It's, <laughs> it's really important. Um, <laughs> eating, I, you know, food's important too, you know, to find a place to have like a good meal. And then, you know, the best you know, thing about Planet Fitness is are, and I'm sorry to interrupt you the, here, but the, uh, they're the usually very close to a place for that sells food. Not so only can, that, 
they some of them like like have like bagel days like i see signs like when i go in certain zones that are like bagel fridays i'm like i'm here on a tuesday so like i never have gotten to enjoy that part of the gym which slightly confused me but um yeah no this yeah huge huge win there good good call on uh on they have loyalty cards there what's that i don't know I mean, like no, you just, you, just, you just go and you're and, and again, Planet Fitness, if you're out there, we will be your spokespeople. We will do it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even know where to go with it's that. True. Yeah. Uh, you should go to well. planetfitness.com and get your membership right now. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're touring around the country and you need to shower really bad. So how do you like that? Chad, did you guys do a bandwagon or did you guys do a bus? What was the story there? Do you kind of build up? I don't What has what's a bandwagon experience. I, I always see them. I was like, man, I just love to drive around like a camper. The only time that we didn't do a van, um, like tour that we toured in without a van when we did a bus was we shared a bus with nothing more in the UK. Well, in, in Europe on a hailstorm tour. Other than that, we always did a van and trailer in the last iteration of our touring situation. I bought a Ram ProMaster brand new in 2018. And I built out like a, like this, the sprinter style, you know, tall ceilings, extended nice. cargo van version. I built out bunks and we built out like essentially uh, what would be a, a bandwagon, but without like, um, like, I don't know bandwagons have bathrooms, do they? They do. There's yeah, like a little toilet room and then there's like a little, sh- like a shower. Yeah. Room so, kind of thing. and that's like brown water and you it's like a whole issue if you have to do it. Cause we did an RV once too. Worst idea ever. Uh, but yeah, that's how we did it. And we would just do exactly what she's talking about. We had the bunks filled out. So it was bunks and, and all, mm-hmm. you know, I had like po- shore power ran in the thing as solar power on the top. So we could charge our phones and, you know, have fans and shit like that playing at night. And we just go in to the planet fitness and cause absolute mayhem. (laughs) Now my turn on the massage table or whatever it is and freak out, you know, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You did a bandwagon though, huh? Uh, We've done bandwagon. We've done van tours. We've done bus tours. We've done, we've done all of it, all of it. Yeah. Done it all. I didn't really like being on a bus too much, but then again, we did share. I mean, I loved that nothing. We became best friends week one, but the first five days of being on a bus, but nothing more or any other band, I guess is really awkward because you have every bunk of those 12 bunks are filled with a body. And most of them, you don't know who they are. And like, you're trying to keep your, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bus shares are so interesting especially yeah. like when you don't know everyone really well and but it ends up working out i mean uh like for your for our europe uk we did with fozzy you know chris jericho's bunkers are across from me and i'm like oh my god i can't like make any i was like so afraid to make any noise but he's so cool so like he didn't care but like i was just like so nervous did you ever want to get, to- get him like in an arm bar hold and like try to make him submit Mid-summer. no i know better yeah. Come on, get Jericho to tap out. That'd be great. Hey, Chad, Johnny Hawkins from Nothing More looks like he smells really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah all he looks really clean. He looks really clean. Good. That dude looks super really clean. clean. Not yeah, Wilson, clean, not so much. But not so, so I'm sure it was pretty much a fucking nightmare for them, for, but for us. So, like, Madam, we, we have a question for you. This one's actually, I, I, you know, like, damn, I'd love to be asked this question personally, but I'm going to ask you. So, Karen wants to know if all the animals are going to be wiped off the earth, what two would you save and why? Oh shit! Do you like humans count? No, or they no? Should like no, animals. No. animals. Dogs, no. dogs, hundred percent dogs. Like dogs need to be saved. Um, Is there a certain breed? 
No, just dogs in general. Although, you know, I've had Bichons and Dobermans. And so, mm, which are yeah. two totally different types of breeds, yeah. but I love them both and I'm obsessed with both of them. So, um, yeah. So dogs. But, All right. I mean, there are other animals. I love animals. Don't get me wrong, but dogs are my number you, you one. Had a, you had to make it. You had to make it. You went for it too. Uh, unfortunately, a few humans would have to stay around to clean up after them. Ask right. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at what I'm pretty sure over there is a, is a protest poop. There you go. Wouldn't let him come over here and bark the door. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I have a question, and this is kind of part of, I guess, segueing into the, uh, would you consider us going into walk the plank right now, Justin? Yeah, I love that. Let's do that. It's been a while. All right. So these questions are, generally speaking, for the most part, not really based upon your career necessarily, but more existential. Uh, so the question I have is, uh, what's the last thing that you've cried about? Um, oh my God. What's the last thing? I feel like I cried today. What nice. was it? Realizing you're going to be on making waves. No. <laughs> An hour. <laughs> um, the last thing I cried about, I think, all right. And this is going to be like a bomb draft for those of you who don't know, but, uh, my five month old wouldn't go to sleep and I started crying mm. because I have a five month old. Not a lot of people know that, but I decided during the pandemic to pop out a kid while I was waiting for tour. Uh, congratulations. Thank wow. you. Go I don't really talk about it much. Yeah. Well, when else was I going to do it? Like when I was on the road, like, no, that had to happen. Sure. this was the perfect time to do it. You're like, sure. this is going to last nine months, right? Nine months? <laughs> right. Has to be nine. <laughs> no, yeah. But I definitely, I cry a lot when, when he can't sleep. I cry. Uh, sad. What's his name? Is that oh, just well, frustration? Or because, <laughs> is it because you're only getting intermittent sleep or because uh, you're just frustrated? Who knows at this point? My brain is so like messed up right now from lack of sleep. It could be anything. All right. My question is this. What's the last book you read? Ooh. Oh my God. What is the last book I read? I don't even remember. That's it really can't be sad. child's book. It can't be children's book. Oh, because it would have been like Goodnight Moon yesterday. But um, um, Chad, do you know? Although that I book? do, I do have the Metallica ABCs book upstairs for him. Okay, <laughs> like I know what, what I'm doing. What, please there's explain. A, that. There is a Metallica book that is like ABCs, and there's like little paragraphs next to each letter, like Metallica music related. Um, he's a little too young for that at the moment, but I already got the book for him. So, yeah, nice. that band is branding more than Kiss. Everything does. crazy, right? But you know yeah. what? I'm I will buy it if they That's <laughs> brand right. it. There's, so there's one born every day. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like Starbucks <laughs> and me. Yeah. Uh, I will buy it if they brand it. I have a a, a question um, that's not from us. It's actually from our last guest, and how this works is I'm going to ask you this question that he had asked me to ask you but he didn't know it was going to be you or who it was going to be. And okay. then after we're done, you're going to ask a question for the next guest and you won't know who that is. And I'm just going to do the same thing over and over again. Nice. So this one's actually from um, the, uh, the gentleman's name is Michael Vampire and he's in a band called Vampires Everywhere. And uh, his question that he asked me to ask you is, what is your favorite part of being on the road? performing live and meeting all of the fellow rock music lovers out there on the road and just performing with them in the room. That's the best wow. part. 
I was going to go with craft services, but I guess I was wrong. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, we don't all get that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) $5 buyout. So Mm, (laughs) if you're lucky, man, I mean, sometimes my fans will just throw Reese's on stage because they know I like them and that's my dinner and I will eat it. That's amazing. That's that's right. No, 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 no. You're going to cut that out. Mine was booze and that was (laughs) booze. Little That's they used to throw on my like you like booze. I'm like I don't want to do any more boozing. Sucks. Drinking pussy. I'm like I'm dying though. Like I'm really dying. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so now you get to ask our uh, guest next week a question of any it could be music related or existential related uh, that you'd like. Oh my gosh. Yes. <sighs> Mm, let me think. Okay. What band is the best band you've ever had the opportunity to tour with and why? Okay. Got it. Can we ask the same of you right now? Yeah, but it's going to be a hard one because I've actually had really good experiences on the road with everyone. Uh, well, I, let me get a caveat. All the bands you've toured with, for the most part, have been fantastic, but this one really just stood out. Well, I mean, how can you say anything bad about Seven Dust? Yeah. Ever. Um, I saw you actually at a show when I opened for Seven Dust. Yeah, Um, they're just so unfriendly and they're just so, oh, they're just. Yeah, I think the coolest, I mean, and I got to, we got to tour them multiple times and I'm very thankful. Thanks to them so much for like having my band, um, Mm -hmm. you know, open for them multiple times. Uh, But the coolest thing was when I got to uh, play a few New Year's Eve shows with them a couple years back. Um, And um, I got to sing Licking Cream with them. Oh, sick. And, um, it was maybe the coolest experience ever. Was that in so, Atlanta? Mm-hmm. It was. So in Atlanta. And so I was awesome. so nervous. And yeah. they were like, it's gonna be a surprise. You can't tell anyone. We've never done this with another artist like that wasn't her up, up until I mean, I know they've done it since, but and I was like, oh, that's pressure. Cool. And they were like, yeah, well, can you hit the notes? I was like, well, duh, I can hit the notes. That's not the question, <laughs> is it? So like <laughs> that's never the question. Um yeah. But um, but I was still so nervous. But Seven Dust fans are like amazing, and so they're always so great and and kind and welcoming, and I love them. And and I was still nervous because I didn't want to piss anyone off because that song is like awesome. You know they're going to be on the boat, right? Of course. Okay, just making sure. Wow. Just making sure. Of There's course, a of, I do. A lot of names. A lot of names. Sometimes I forget people who's on the boat. Oh, they're playing <laughs> shit. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. uh, nice oh, setup, yeah. buddy. A nice setup. <laughs> <laughs> that's, anyway, a, that's a good what one. We, I guess. Okay. Anyway. Her band chose. Uh, chose. Yes, of course. Uh, we've had you almost an hour and it's been awesome. And thank you for entertaining us. And this has been great. And it's a great way to get us back on track here. Cause I was going to, I felt like I was going to stumble this episode. Like, God, I haven't done this. I'm out of practice. But uh, you made it real easy for us, so thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. You guys, turn on your radio or Spotify, not Spotify, Sirius right now, because you're probably going to hear Am I More, because that song is blowing up the charts right now. So I am more. I am more. God, see? You you are more, too. <laughs> you are also more. We are <laughs> all a, more. That's right. It's an empowerment for everybody. It, it so really I'm taking is. A, this, I made this song mine. This song is mine. It doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to me. That's this how I want it. Song. I am number six on the billboard charts of the bullet guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are, buddy. <laughs> yes, I am. Anyway, I am more is out right now. Check it out. Make sure and get it. And go to iTunes and just download the thing for a buck twenty nine. It's the best money you've ever spent. I have to at least say one other thing is you should also check out the cover of Living on the Edge that you did. The Aerosmith uh, track. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, you did yeah. a great job. So thank yeah. you yeah. so much. And yeah. actually, Mark Hudson, who co-wrote that song originally, uh, did the arrangement with me for this one. So that was the special like. Oh, that's Man, so nice. You've, so you've, cool. you've, you've worked with some who's who's. So that's, I'm very that's fortunate great. that people think I'm uh, easy to work with, I guess, and that I don't suck. I appreciate it and I want to keep doing it. So thank you to everyone. I would keep, yeah. Keep thank not you. sucking. Keep not sucking. That's I'll the, do that's my best. Success right there. Anyway, we're gonna see you in January and we're so stoked to see you. And it's I'm gonna be so a lot excited. of fun. Maybe maybe you can do a song with Seven Dust, wink wink. Um, Ask them, I'd be down. But uh our our birthdays, guys, both of our birthdays are on the boat. So we're gonna do a joint yeah. birthday party. So make oh, sure you're all ready to celebrate. We're Which means that we're going to smoke a joint, right? For your yeah, birthday party. We're just, we're just going to rage, man. We're going to rage. <laughs> we're just gonna, That's it. We're Jazz going to be spinning in the disco at two o'clock in the morning. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> we're doing the joint <laughs> birthday, man. <laughs> Yo, seriously, it's going to be fun. I can't wait, yeah. to, can't wait to see you on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey guys, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure and check in Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We'll have the full episode on YouTube. Uh, at the Ashford channel and also uh, all of our streaming platforms. So make sure and check it out. First half an hour is great. Listen to all our Billy Sheehan stories if you guys are bass players. And um, that's about it. So thank you again, madam. And thank you. Have a great rest of the year. It's almost over. Can you believe it? It's very weird, but I'm very excited that it is almost ship rock time. I, Heck yeah. I'm very pumped. Heck yeah. Two years it's been. It's been forever. It's been way too long. So we're stoked. Yeah, seriously. All right. Uh, from myself and uh, Chad, we're going to say thank you guys, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Take care. Have a good weekend. Be peaceful. See ya. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>